Well, gang, another Royal Rumble is in the books, and man, is there a lot to react to. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to react to it. We're going to talk about what it means going forward. We're going to talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, what we were confused by, what we weren't confused by, uh, and anything else that might pop into our heads as we are now most assuredly on the road to WrestleMania. This is Wrestling with Egos. Your source for wrestling infotainment. Thank you for making us a part of your week. We are the Lean Mean Wrestle Talking Machine. I am joined by my cohorts in crime. I am Brian, the intellectual saver of the wrestling masses. From across the pond, say hello, KD. Wah wah ba doo. <laughs> That's going to be your thing now, isn't it? I love it. <laughs> it is. And the big man is here as well. Isaac, what's good? What's going on, y'all? Let's do this. Excited. Got a lot to talk about. Let's go. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about. Thank you to everyone who is consuming our content, however you're doing it, whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on all of our many uh, podcast platforms, whether it's Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, iHeartRadio, Anchor. We appreciate you. We appreciate your support, your feedback. You can email the show, uh, wrestlingwithegos at gmail.com. You can tweet at us, uh, WrestlingXEgos on Twitter. Uh, you can also leave us comments on, under the video on YouTube. Uh, thank you for viewing all this and, and, and listening to all the content in our lead-up to the Rumble because we spent a lot of weeks uh, making some predictions, sure to go wrong, and a lot of them did. Um, uh, speak for yourself. Well, you know, I mean, we, we, we can't hit a home uh, run every time, KD. I went all the way wrong. Yeah, I, I, I fell apart with my predictions in the women's rumble, but I did well on the men's. Yeah, I mean, a, a lot of us did. So yeah, we're going to get right down to it. Uh, the backbone of this show this week is going to be a wrestling with Ego's favorite. We're going to play a good old-fashioned game of fill-in-the-blank, where we will be presented with some statements that are missing a word or a phrase, and it is up to us intrepid souls to fill in that blank with a word or a phrase and then put ourselves at the mercy of the group and hey i agree with you or hey that was a really ridiculous thing to say and here's why um and i guess we'll cut right to the quick as it were with question number one to fill in the blank and big man i'm going to go to you first on this one let's go the finish and aftermath of Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens was blank. The finish was perfection. It was what we knew was going to happen. Everyone knew it was going to happen. Everyone could see the writing on the wall. You knew that was going, all that was going to happen? I know. The writing was written down on the wall. Sorry, I'd like to unpack that a little I, more, but keep going. I mean, look, you can call me Punxsutawney Fell, because I can see into the future. I, I can see that coming. I know I know it's kind of weird to believe that, but I, I saw it. I saw it coming. But here's the deal. I am magic. I know. Magic! <laughs> but yeah, I saw that coming a mile away, and it was perfection, and it was... You were invested in it mm. because of the MVP, 
doing Sammy Zane and who was giving you the reactions you wanted to see. Also, you were sitting here and you were just also riveted by Roman Reigns and the subtlety of the reactions that he gave you. And sometimes it's not about being very loud with the things that you do. It's just you reacting just a small little bit. And that means all the difference. And that is what you saw leading up to this. And you saw that Sammy was on another level. Roman was on another level. You know, where Jay was reacting to all of it. Mm-hmm. So you see how everyone was just interacting, the way that Paul was was just steering in the right direction. It was perfection. You saw it coming. You knew that he was going to have to step in. You knew that he was going to get beat down. And you knew that he was going to turn on the bloodline. And it was perfection. KD, fill in the blank. <laughs> You know, just on that as well, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue that it was um, perfection in most ways. I mean, it's one of them things as well, though, that I think because we were waiting for it, knew it was going to happen, we were all, like, fantasy booking it, so you couldn't help but be slightly disappointed. I had a little pang of disappointment when I watched it because I thought, oh, this could have been slightly better this way, but I think that was always going to happen no matter what. And much, much like the the Royal Rumble, much like the Royal Family, filled with fights between families, Usos, Harry, it works. But the blank I put, the finish and aftermath of Roman versus Kevin Owens was as heart-wrenching as an obese man eating a triple bacon cheeseburger. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Which is true. It's yeah, you're you're painting a picture there. I mean that that that, that basically reads to me perfection too, so I f- I think we agree. I do like a good cheeseburger. Mm. Uh, I, I wouldn't call myself obese, but I do like a good cheeseburger. Um <laughs> and actually through the magic of television, we will invite Patrick into the discussion and hear what he has to say. Patrick, take it away. Oh, you are absolutely right, dear best friend. Of course, through the magic of television, also known as my expert editing skills, am I able to join you guys via satellite? Did you miss me, boys and girls? Because I have most certainly missed you. I will be back soon. My name is the Pastor of Pissed Off, the Reverend of the Rant, the Archbishop of Anger, the ego that ate Manhattan himself, Patrick. It's good to see you all. So let's get right down to it. The finish and aftermath of the main event of the Royal Rumble between Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens, in one word, Shakespearean. Never in my life as a wrestling fan, and boys and girls, we're talking 40 years, Have I ever felt that anxious watching a storyline play out? Not Sting versus the NWO, not Champa and Gargano, not 
Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30. Nothing. Nothing has made my pulse pound the way it was watching the Rumble. Watching that aftermath with the beatdown and Roman getting in the face of Sami Zayn and then the buildup. Is he going to hit him with the chair? Is he going to hit him with the chair? Boom! And the eruption of that crowd. <laughs> it is the type of moment as a wrestling fan I think we all live for. It's one of those things that goes to our tagline of the show. This is why we love wrestling. Damn it, shit like that is definitely why I love wrestling. But to tell that story and for people not outside of the world of wrestling to talk about how WWE deserves an Emmy for this storyline. That's a big deal. In one word, Shakespearean. Boo, I disagree with that point wholeheartedly, Patrick. <laughs> that sucked. It I, did, I, yeah. I, I, no, I ain't feeling it. Nah. I'm not feeling it. This, nah. is why we, this is why we can't have nice things, Patrick. He's going to cut all of this, I'm sure. <laughs> you know. Um, all these should... points are interesting. Um, I'm going to use my word to circle back to something Isaac just said, because there's a part of this that I did not see coming. I thought the finish and aftermath of Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens was surreal. Because... Mm-hmm. Yes, this made sense for, you know, Sammy to turn and I'll give him points for being the one to bring the fight to Roman to a degree as opposed for, you know, as opposed to waiting to get his clock cleaned. Yeah, that was the other way. Good. What I did not see coming. And I did not see Jey Uso walking out coming i did not see that happening at all Mm -hmm. i thought it was going to turn into a uh two three four a five on one type deal you know four on one if you want to just take paul Heyman out of it because he's he's just the advocate he's the the wise man and that sort of thing Uh, when he gets down and dirty though true i mean we've seen paul mix it up before but (laughs) we've all i think all of us have brought this up in different parlance on the show before you keep peeling the un- the layers of the onion back, and just when you think you've reached the center of the onion, there's more layers. And I think I, I Isaac, if you tell me that you knew Jay Uso was going to do that, then okay. But I have a hard time buying that you knew that Jay was going to be the one to walk out because who who's been giving Sammy Dap this whole time? Not Jay. It's been Jimmy. Yeet. You know. Um. Solo, we knew was going to react the way he was going to react, but <laughs> but not at all. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's just he's yeah, just he's, a cyborg right now, I, and that's I, I fine for him to play that role. But for me, it was just surreal. You know, the whole pacing of it, and then the way it unfolded, and then the fact that Jay did not actually participate in the beatdown, and then the tweet he mm. sent at the end of the night. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm out. You know that kind of thing. Did you see what Sami Zayn put out, like, with um, his stuff out uh, for the 
I'll go American, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't tell if it was on a suitcase or if it was like by the trash can or something like that. I know they were all still wrapped in plastic and that. Like they hadn't even been opened. Yeah. So it was by the trash can. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, when I go upstairs later on my YouTube feed, usually the SmackDown highlights are waiting for me. It's going to be interesting to see what the fallout was because there was no really no mention made of it on Raw at all. They they kind of let it simmer and let it marinate and that sort mm. of thing. Um, I won't give it away. Okay, please don't because yeah, I've watched SmackDown so yeah, no yes. no spoilers on that. Um, oh no, Isaac froze. Isaac, what are the odds of oh. at that exact moment? Um, I'm kidding. I'm good. I had a follow up, and we're going to save it for the Cody question because it's all, you know, the, the I'm, I'm not, you know, I don't want to unravel this blanket that we've been weaving. Um, anything else anybody wants to put in about? Kevin versus Roman before we continue. Is is there a part of it that we're overlooking? Is there a part of it that you would have done differently? Uh I you know what I really like the um I got it straight away and I know some people missed it. The um uh, what would you call it? The you know visual comparison to when uh Seth turned on him. Yeah, the way Roman a, fell into the ropes and all that. Fell into the ropes with the chair shot the opposite way around as well. So it was like another layer to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I loved that. That was great. That was the only part I was okay with about Sammy being the one to actively um, break it up, you know, as being the one swinging the chair. I did not see that happening until mm. I watched the way Roman positioned himself. After Sammy took the chair from him. And they still teased it like twice, didn't they? Even before it happened, like. Yeah, because he turned around and got back in his face and they went nose to nose. And then he went mm-hmm. back and started, you know, bad mouthing Kevin some more. Um, so and good. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Sammy's going to call his shot right here. You know, and fair play to him because. Mm. You know, there wasn't. This is a bad metaphor, but there was not a whole lot of toothpaste left in that tube. You know, he was running out of chances to bring the fight to Roman if that's what he wanted to do. You know. And now I think what we're headed for. That's the question, yeah. Is Elimination Chamber, like I I mentioned a couple weeks ago, was in Montreal. Mm Mm-hmm. We're probably headed for a Roman versus Sammy championship match there. And I've always said in the show that one of the biggest pops I've ever heard in my life is when the Hart Foundation came out at In Your House Canadian Stampede. You're going to be hearing a similar pop. Mm. Shawn Michaels winning Elimination Chamber at Madison Square Garden. Triple H coming back from his quad injury. The pops for Sammy and Kevin have been crazy in the past anyway, let alone where Sammy's at now. It's going to be unreal. Yeah. Um, My God, and and even I I just thought of what Kevin Owens would, you know, the pop he would get, because I'm sure he'll be involved in something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe a chamber match or or something like that for, you know, for for something. Um, But... Are they already announced the chambers? They're the US title and the women's, aren't they? I think... 
Yeah, but oh, they'll find a way to the KO will come up with another thing to do. Like maybe he'll wrestle Solo Sokoa or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, because what he does when he's in Canada is he usually comes out and starts speaking French en français to everybody, and that's how he gets over like Rover there. Ah oui, yes. Yeah. Ah oui, oui. They come out. They talk about the French people and how they love their mud. They like a much of mud. <sighs> Oh my goodness! Shout out, shout out to all our friends uh, in 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 France uh, because you know that's Katie trying to ingratiate himself to all of you. Maybe I don't know. Shout out to you all, but stop eating frogs legs and snails. It's weird. <laughs> okay, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna pull it back. Uh, you know. Um, moving on to the confusing part. Of the evening for me anyway. Call your shot. Uh, Uncle Howdy will eventually be revealed as blank. Katie, I'll throw it to you on this one because this was this was the part of the show where I was like, mm, you know, you know, this is the best break of the Royal Rumble. Let's just call it what it is. Ah, oh, no, you know what? For me, that was totally. Um, uh, Bianca wins. Lol. That that that's what the toilet break was for me. <laughs> uh, the pitch black match, though. You know, I, I didn't hate it. I kind of enjoyed it. It was a bit better than it. There was something to it. And I think if it wasn't for um Bray's like glowy makeup that he had during the match, then I wouldn't have liked it as much. I think that kind of made it feel like there was a reason for what was happening, you know, with the lighting and that. Um wasn't a huge fan of the glow-in-the-dark beads that came flying out of the table. That was random. And LA Knight's glow-in-the-dark panties. That was a bit weird. And the mask that um, Bray put on at the end, I didn't even get a good view of that, to be fair. But Uncle Howdy is magic. He can hit someone with an elbow drop, like, just by being near to them. Like, his pure kinetic force. It's like Black Panther. The kinetic force of being near it, you know, it just... He's, he's a powerful man. <sighs> Always look on the brighter side of life. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was very bright when I pyro went off. Made oh. to see how far away he was even more. But my blank, so yeah, <laughs> I forgot to do that. My shot is Uncle Howdy will eventually be revealed as Bray's secret lover... A.K.A. Sister Abigail, A.K.A. Mr. Abigail. That was a lot of theater to get to that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> Patrick, Patrick, please save us. You think Uncle Howdy will be revealed as whom? Yes, 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 it is I, your beloved ego that ate Manhattan, your reverend of the rant, coming to you live... Not so much. From an undisclosed location, also known as my Fortress of Solitude, not to be confused with a van down by the river. So call your shot. Uncle Howdy will eventually be revealed as blank. See, I am of the belief that all of this is going to be different manifestations of Bray Wyatt himself. I do not believe that when it's all said and done, 
that Uncle Howdy and Ramblin' Rabbit and Sister Abigail and Huskus, Huskus the Pig Boy and whatever the hell Bray was wearing, you know, with that mask after the Lights Out match, which, by the way, Katie, Brian, Isaac, you guys are wrong. That was cool as shit. Even my daughter was watching that thinking, wow, that's really cool. Even though the masks some of those guys wear it are creepy, it was everything that we needed it to be because it was able to show a completely different side of Bray Wyatt. You look past all the little neon colors and everything else and the black light and all that stuff. If you look past it, you see it for what it was. Nuanced, subtle, and so many things happening in the background. And Uncle Howdy is going to be revealed as yet another side of the madness that is Bray Wyatt. Much like everyone else. He will shift in and out of these particular characters. Much like James McAvoy's character did in both Split and Glass. Um, it's going to be interesting. This is also the first time that we've seen Bray Wyatt in a situation where it's not really clear exactly what he's doing. Even with the Firefly Funhouse and The Fiend, we knew what this was. Well... I knew what this was. Brian didn't. Brian didn't like it. I'd just like to point that out, by the way. Um, he did not like the idea that it was a 1980s slasher monster come to life. No. But I was right. Um, but if we need to have a, a funny answer, Uncle Howdy will be eventually revealed as Scott Armstrong. Hmm? <laughs> another another stellar point there by Patrick. Another stellar point. Um, mm -hmm. I think... I mean, at this point, I think it's going to be revealed as Bray Wyatt himself. I think what they're ah. doing is they've got some kind of a performance center guy coming out in costume to just fill in, you know, and look menacing and talk like this and you think you're in control and you're really not. I don't know. Because I've started to parse his promos a little bit the way I used to when it was Firefly Funhouse and I feel like when he says he is me and I am him and all that, it's going to be revealed that it's a part of his personality. Yeah, like it's a personality kind of thing. It's definitely him in the promos and he's at least the early ones. Yeah, because... I'm ready to say that this angle has not caught fire the way everybody hoped it would. And I don't know what to pin that on. If it's the pacing, if it's he's not in the ring often enough, or do you want him in the ring all the time? Or do you want to make him a special attraction or whatever? I just feel like if it's revealed to be Bo Dallas or something like that at this point, it's going to kind of be a letdown. Mm. Because if you were going to do that, if it was going to be Bo Dallas, I feel like that would have been the Wyatt Six thing. Like he was assembling a, gr a group, you know, to like, you know, the anti-bloodline, so to speak. And he could still do that, but mm. I don't know. I mean, th this match left me wanting more. 
yeah, in all seriousness, uh, before we go to Isaacs, um, in regards to who it'll be revealed to, I generally don't think it'll be revealed as anyone. I think it would just stay as Uncle Howdy. Um, that that's that's who it is, you know. Like it's like that, yes, it might yeah, be Bo Dallas under the I mask. Mean, there's no there's no there's no rule that says you have to reveal him as somebody. He could just no. still be this 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 specter, this you know phantasm or whatever you want to call him, just you know giving people nightmares and costing people matches and stuff. And I love Bray having this extra bit of like where he can just be a bit more like of a person and do the stuff we probably wanted to do before, you know, like the interviews, um, out of character, being able to, um, well, everything, you know, that he does now that he wasn't able to do before. Yeah. He was at the press conference, for example. I still haven't watched that. I need to go back and find that. Yeah. Was any well before Isaac? Hold on a second. Was any, was anybody eating muffins and drinking <laughs> uh, lime eucalyptus soda at this press no. conference? No. Okay. Good. Then then I think we're good. Uh, Ray Wyatt, Isaac still in the blank, bud. Okay. Uh, here's where I I actually think it's gonna be Bo Dallas. Okay. I got a feeling that it's gonna be a it's, as they say it's gonna be a family affair. Um. And I believe that's where they're going with it. They have been bringing back some people, which I didn't think they'd bring back. Um, I'll go into that a little bit later. Um, but honestly, I did not think. I just kept thinking it's uh, you know, I want to believe, but you know, that's just the way I'm feeling about it. Um. I think they're going to bring back some people that, you know, that you, you didn't really think or you didn't think about or people that they let go. And Bo Dallas had so much potential. We all know that. Um, and with the fact that they brought back Bray, who was on top of his game at the time, and anyone um, that they may have let go during the pandemic around that time, I think that they're going to bring them back. And Bo Dallas is one of those people. I mean, you could make the argument that that's one of the few things that could prop this angle up or this, this storyline up at this point, because I guess they can see why they want to keep Bray out of the ring a lot. But at the same time, we're going back to, I think we're going back to like cult leader era promos of his where it's just, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but, you know, right now it's just a guy in a rocking chair talking in circles. You know, I don't get that as much. I feel like he's saying a bit more now with the new character. He is, is, but I think that the, the payoff too far too slow. There's what you said earlier, the pacing. It's, yeah, I mean, me. if, the, if the matches need spooky bollocks, to use that term again, if they need glow-in-the-dark beads, and, and and don't get me wrong, the glow-in-the-dark stuff look cool, you know, but that's like, you know, trying to dress up, uh, you know, you burn the turkey at Thanksgiving, so you dress it up with, like, the, you know, the potatoes and the, you know, the apples and stuff like that. Hey, look at this turkey, you know, it's still burnt. 
Um, but I, I don't. <clears throat> I don't know that there's any saving this at this point, unfortunately. And part of me thinks like these reveals of these other people in 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 the, in the Wyatt Army or the Wyatt Six or whatever you want to call them might be the only card they have left to play to resuscitate it. The the problem that I have is that I keep thinking that they should have had Bray go up against someone that was more established on the main roster than bringing up LA Knight because mm. you establish LA Knight as a primetime player and also bring back one of the most beloved characters in WWE and then have him go up against someone and bring him up to his level. That's where I have a problem with, you know, when, and to use your example, Triple H, um, when he came back from knee surgery, he came back at Madison Square Garden. Who'd he go up against? Kurt Angle Kurt. was the one that stepped to him. And Kurt Angle was the first guy. And Kurt Angle was willing to put him over. But when you're sitting here and you're trying to be, you're trying to sit here and you're trying to establish yourself on the main roster and then you're just being pulled up and you finally get your character back. You know, L.A. Knight, not that male model dude, (laughs) which we all know is just perfection. Chef's kiss. Yeah, I'm sorry. Watching maximum male models on YouTube, definitely. But you guys know what I mean. The bottom line with stuff like that is just you sit here and you're trying to bring somebody else up. And make Let them- me ask you a follow-up question about LA Knight really quick, and I'll just get both of your reactions to this. KD, do you think LA Knight is over right now? Yeah, I think he's come out of this better than Bray. Isaac, what about you? Well, actually, I, you know what, actually? Before the Royal Rumble, yes. I, I might have to rethink that now. He could be still, though. I think he is on his way to getting there. Um, in the aspect of, you can tell when someone's, when they start to repeat your signature phrase, when he comes to the ring, he go, L, A, night. Yeah. Or you're sitting here and they do an interview and the first thing you hear is, let me talk to you. You know what I mean? That's it. It, it comes back. So he's getting there, but mm-hmm. he's not there. You need an established person to say, okay, I'm going to put this guy over. Right. You know, yeah. and right now, you shouldn't have done that to a guy that's that just got brought up from NXT. See, I go back and forth on him because I hear what you're saying about the catchphrases and the, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. So he should be over, but I feel like he's stuck in that middle ground where, you know, if if it, like, I feel like a part of me feels like if that's all it took to get over, then somebody like Christian should have been over a lot more than he was because oh, he was doing it for the peeps and all that kind of stuff. I don't think you can compare the two at all. Like, I don't no, know. Oh, I, I get it. Christian had a lot more like equity built up with the tag teams and everything like that. That I, Chris- I mean, like, I know has got more charisma and Christian less so more than anything. Christian's a bad example. I'm trying to think of somebody else that 
Oh, and and, and I, I don't have any names right now. Um, no. I think LA Knight's like proper, like, um, done as well as he could have done with the situation. Probably better than he should have done. Um, hopefully that's kind of made Triple H think now, you know, I, I could do more with him. I'd be interested I got to see it. what he does next. I know who he reminds me of. Billy Gunn is a signals wrestler after Road Dog left the company. Because he had catchphrases. And some of them, like, he was, you know, trotting out the DX stuff still a little bit. But then he had his own stuff, too. But then, like, it didn't connect in the ring for some reason. And it didn't connect all the way with the fans. I think that's where LA Knight is at. You know, yeah, we're chanting your stuff. However, you know, just something to chew on. I, I, I guess I just... I I didn't like him when he was in NXT personally. I mean, a character like that just didn't do anything for me. And I might catch crap for saying something like that, but I didn't even watch him in NXT. Here's the thing when it comes to here's the thing that I disagree with you about that. And that being that Christian doesn't have the same mic skills. Bailing has Christian's Christian's eye, but mm. you know, and, and Billy didn't have the same mic skills. But the problem of it was, you put Billy up against the Rock. Mm. That's that's apples and oranges right there. Yeah, you know, you don't you don't put you know, and Billy didn't necessarily have to talk. Because he was in DX and he was with Road Dog most of the time, and he was out there with Triple H and China and everybody else who he did all the talking to, for them. He had to shake his bum bum. That's what he had to do. Right. The problem with something like that is that he, you know, he, you know, Billy was thrown in against the top guy in the in the industry at the time, and there's no way. On God's green earth, that there's not that many people that can sit there and talk the way and and go one on one against them, other than you know like a Chris Jericho could have done it. Chris Jericho could do that, mm-hmm. and the first thing he did when he got into WWE is they threw him at the Rock, and you saw he could hold his own. Not everyone can do that, right? And you're coming up from NXT, not not the same. Well, well, here's hoping that it goes somewhere because Bray deserves this to go somewhere. And I, I feel mm. like we might be running out of time, especially think- with all the other stuff that's going on. I mean, the card for Mania is filling up mm. and, you know, you need something like this deserves to be in a semi high profile spot on one of the nights. You know, I, I, but you've got to you've got to make it worthy of a spot like that. If it's going to be a semi-main mm. in support of Roman versus Cody, or you know the Usos versus Sammy and Kevin, or whoever, whatever you're going to do, it can't be it it can't be Bray Wyatt versus Mansoor. You know, it can't be Bray Wyatt versus uh Johnny Gargano or something like that. Un- unless now unless there's yeah. a story to tell there. If there was, I think um, I'd be here for it. Yeah. You know. So Johnny Tiny Man. Uh, well, 
Don't sell Johnny Gargano short. Johnny Gargano. I don't need to. He just Moving on. Oh, geez, my phone just went to sleep. Moving on to question number three. We will actually start with Bray, Patrick though. on this one. Just quickly by Bray, sorry, before we move on. I uh, just wanted to say, like, I, I reckon he's definitely got a plan. Like, there'll be something going forward. I don't think it will be a mania, though. I think it's going to go on for a while still yet. Uh, the, the, the end of the story. Well, here's you know. hoping. Here's yeah. hoping. Uh, question number three for the evening. The revelation of the New Day <laughs> that they would love to wrestle the Young Bucks at some point is blank. Patrick, let's throw it over to you for your reaction and fill in the blank. What's the old Patrick say? Oh, boy, I have been waiting to get to this one all show long. It's about damn time, guys. The revelation that the New Day wants to wrestle the Young Bucks is, and I'm about to piss a lot of y'all off on this one, already done. And here's when. Years ago at some comic game conference, I can't remember exactly when, but the New Day went three-on-three in Street Fighter with all three members of the Elite, Kenny and the Bucks. Losing team had to eat hot peppers. The New Day lost. Woods ate all the peppers for Big E and Kofi. And then Kenny was like, no, you're not going to come off looking like a hero. I'm going to eat the peppers too. So you had both Woods and Kenny Omega suffering in front of hundreds of people in a convention hall. This has been done. No, not in a wrestling ring, but it's been done. Now, you get them both in a wrestling ring, and I'm here for it. I'm not the biggest fan of the Bucks, as we have determined. And we have discussed ad nauseum in the four plus years of this show. But to see the New Day and the Bucks would be highly entertaining. But if we're going to ignore the fact that they've been on opposite sides of a battle before, then we're shortchanging ourselves because they fought controllers in hand to the death. In Street Fighter Five, so much like much like the bare naked ladies once sang, it's all been done. Scintillating take from Patrick, as always. That was amazing. I disagree, but I sort of agree. <laughs> I didn't think you could say that anymore. <laughs> I, I, I was especially I, I was especially surprised by the casual nudity. You you get tossed out of most eating establishments for saying something like that. I'd be careful um, KD, what you said there and how you worded that. Would have got yeah. thrown over the top rope in the Royal Rumble for saying that stuff. Exactly. KD, fill in the blank. Uh, the revelation of the New Day that they would love to wrestle the Young Bucks is blank. Uh, is more likely to happen on AEW Fight Forever if it ever actually comes out. Because ain't no way New Day is leaving... WWE, Young Bucks aren't going to leave AEW. 
Uh, and they might do eventually. They might do a Cody. I'm not. I reckon if anyone else is going to do it, like big from AEW, be them. But I don't really think that's likely to happen. And yeah, God knows if AEW. Wait, AW5 you think they leave before promote. MJF would leave? Uh, yeah, probably. You know, yeah. Okay. I don't see MJF leaving. Um, like, it's funny you mention AEW Fight Forever because I'm going to fill in the blank by saying that it's video game worthy. Uh, hey. Because that's really the only way I think it could happen is mm-hmm. if somehow they were featured in a video game platform together or they did another thing like they did several years ago where they were at some festival and they played Street Fighter. Yeah, yeah. The Elite versus, Dave Dave. versus the Elite, Young Bucks versus Elite at that uh, Comic Con or whatever it was. Did G3? It might not have been that. Might have been. You might be yeah. right. Yeah. Um. On the one hand, I commend New Day for wanting to wrestle the best. And in in the era of a forbidden door type situation, um, it's natural to you know kind of look over the fence at what's going on over there mm. um, and say, you know, yeah, we'd love to wrestle you. Um, you know, it's what FTR spent all of 2022 doing, basically. You know, wrestling the Briscoes and, and, and going over to Japan and going to Mexico and going here and going there. Mm-hmm. and um, There's always a chance of that now, to be fair, like a lot more so. Even WWE, I feel like a lot more Forbidden Door type stuff is possible now because we've already seen some of it. Right. Um, with like New Japan, is it? Well, yeah. Well, uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. Had Noah. Nakamura come over on New Year's New Year's and wrestle uh, Great Muda. Yeah, yeah. Um, who we did not see sadly at the Rumble, but that's okay. Um, Isaac, fill in that blank about the new day. Your boy's done. <laughs> new um, day, eh? I would say that that would be a dream match or a super kick party. Um, all day long. As much as and as much as anybody wants to see that match, the the possibility of it happening um are slim and none right now. Um as much as I would love to see that, as much as we would hope that Katie, you just said that there's no way that the Bucks are gonna leave AEW. I bet you, you know. Two years ago, we would have stayed here and said, there's no way Dusty, you know, that um, Cody was going to leave AEW either. Mm. So I'm not going to sit here and just totally rule that out because that's not something that, you know, that's not, that's plausible. You know, it could happen. MJF, MJF while well, he's been sitting here talking about he's going to leave for WWE the moment that his contract is up or the bidding war, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know what? Look, if you're that good, then great. Go over to, go over to the WWE and get, realize that you're not tall enough and they don't think that you have the perfect build that, you, you know, that they want for their champion and then they're going to bury you in the mid-card just like they're supposed to. You may be a great and fantastic <laughs> But it ain't gonna work. So that's just the way I feel about that. Yikes. Um I would I would really love I would really love to see it happen. 
But again, it would be have to be something like a forbidden door, where it's a, a one-time shot or one time that they do it once a year, and bring bring in new people and bring bring those dream matches that we have seen in other countries over here. But I don't know if that's going to happen. Hmm. I mean, I, I I give. Let's put it this way: I give it on a percentage scale. I give it a one percent chance. Of happening, yeah. so many things have to align. You know, I mean, hey, for all we know, Tony Khan could buy WWE. I could see, um, and then we, and then we could do it. You know, I don't think Tony's got that much money. <laughs> well, his his family does. Yeah, but whether he'll give it to him, Jacksonville doesn't need a football team. Just kidding. <laughs> Don't don't say that. Don't 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 go there right now. I'm kidding. I I, I really am kidding because then I won't have Trevor Lawrence as my fantasy quarterback next year, and you know, because yeah, he's on the wouldn't. he's on the he's on the roster right now, and he'll he'll be one of my keepers next year, I think. All I'm saying, and oh, while I'm thinking about uh, tomorrow Senior Bowl, KJ Henry, shout out to him. He's gonna gonna be at the yeah, game. Yeah. Check check him out. That's all I'm saying. KJ, we got you. Let's be honest, NFL, that's that's right, isn't it, NFL? Yes. NFL, any day now is going to be replaced by the new true sport of kings, the slap fighting. We can edit that out and post it. We're editing that part out on the Yeah. Uh, that's ridiculous, I think. <laughs> I agree with you. And that's why we don't talk about slap fighting around here in Wrestling with Egos. Um, question number cuatro for our Spanish-speaking friends down there. Um, it was blank for Cody Rhodes to win the Men's Royal Rumble from entry number 30. Um, I would love to start this one off, boys. Thank you for allowing me to do that. Yeah, um, Brian, can we get your views on this? Yeah, yeah. I got I got the index card all ready to go from that fresh pack. Please, it's go ahead. just good business. I told yeah, you all I last week. This. Cody's got nothing left to prove to anybody at this point. Um, if you're one of these people that wants Cody to come out at number one or number two and go for an hour and twenty minutes or whatever it was, number one, it's not good business sense because he risks injury by going that long number two he built up all that equity with us last year in the Mm. trilogy of matches he had with seth rollins and then you know he had the the pectoral uh injury and recovery and all that and if that had happened we wouldn't have gotten the performance we got from gunther who now is we all knew he was going to be on to bigger and better things, but now he is most definitely on to bigger and better things as your mm-hmm. Iron Man. Um, I believe he broke Rey Mysterio's. Yeah, he did. 62 minutes he and 12 did. seconds by a healthy margin, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think good, like 10 minutes or so. Yes, because, you know, yes, Brian Danielson wrestled in the greatest Royal Rumble and went much longer than that, but I guess that's not official... Rumble Cannon, um, yeah. I, I heard during the week, which they, I'm totally they, fine with, you know, by the way. 
Yeah, they, they um, refer to it as like the traditional Royal Rumble matches. Yes. Um, that that That's why I say good business, because you don't want to risk injury or a setback or anything like that. He's earned the right to come out at number 30. And I think whatever gripe you may have had with it being predictable, ah, now we, we know Cody's going to win now. He basically had a match within a match with Gunther. Because when mm-hmm. it came down to the two of them, they went for like 10, 15 minutes by, on their own and told a story within a story, I think. And the fact it was on first as well, I think, negated a lot of that. Oh, well, we know what's going to happen at the end. Because the, the men's was the only one you could really call. We all kind of knew Cody was probably going to win. Yeah. You know, so I think well, it was what... very smart putting it on first. And having... Actually, I was back go, ahead. So go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, uh, Patrick, how do you feel about it? Here I go again on my own, going down the only road I've ever known. And by that, I simply mean I'm going to be the asshole on this one. It was blank for Cody Rhodes to win the Royal Rumble at number 30. Pre- Dictable. Thanks for taking all of the suspense out of it, guys. Thanks for taking all of the f- surprise out of it. Thanks for taking out all of what makes the Royal Rumble the Royal Rumble out of it, guys. We Anybody with a quarter of a brain could figure out that Cody was going to win the damn thing. Sami Zayn wasn't in it. The main event hadn't happened yet. Sammy Cody was going to win it. So when he hadn't shown up at mm, 25, I knew he was going to be number 30. My daughter was watching this. This was the very first pay-per-view my daughter watched. And when I was explaining to her beforehand who this Cody Rhodes guy was and he was making a comeback, she figured it out when he hadn't come out at number 26. Daddy, there's not that many left. Is he going to be the last one? Yeah, kiddo, probably. An eight-year-old figured it out. An eight-year-old girl that hasn't watched wrestling all that much. She knows who The Undertaker is because that's daddy's favorite. That's about all she knows. Oh, and she was really happy that Rhea Ripley won because, one, Rhea looked cool, and she went in first, so she deserved to win it. So, Kiddo was cool about Kiddo was happy about that one, too. That wasn't predictable. Wow, Rhea went wire to wire. That was pretty awesome. Cody at 30. Wow. I mean, the only way you could have made it less predictable is to have a backstage vignette like they used to do way back in the day with Gene Okerlund interviewing people trying to figure out what everybody had. And Gene Okerlund interviews Mr. Perfect. Hey, what number did you pull? I pulled the perfect number. Predictable. This is why I hate wrestling, not love it. You feel that way? Mm. Do you? Ah. Mm. Do you really? Can you, you sure? feel it? 
Mm, what the dude? You want, you want to take a moment and, and, and rethink what you think? or <laughs> You want to go take two on this one? Okay. Isaac, gotcha. fill in that blank, my man. Um, I said it was a little too obvious. Um, I, you, we all, I mean, we all can see that one coming down the pipeline. I would have, I, me myself, I would have put him in, but I, I, I made the suggestion you go in at 22. Okay. You know, we'll call people out, show everyone that, um, that he's he, he's fo- fully ready to go, and um. Or have someone else, you know, stick around and throw most of the people out. But him just throwing a couple people out, showing he can do some stuff, and that he's really fully recovered would have been fantastic. But you know what? I can't sit here and I can't, I can't, um, I can't knock it. We saw it coming. You know, that's all. That's all I gotta say. KD, fill in that blank. To be fair, mine's much the same as well. Um... I just put it was smart and protective of his broken booby for Cody Rhodes to win the Rumble from entry 30. But you know what I would also say as well, though? It was also secondary to Logan Paul's performance. Can we just get a, a round of applause for that man? I mean, Logan Paul. Also, the fact that he did it while, you know, like being deep in a, a cryptocurrency scam. <laughs> Why he did it? God knows. Logan Paul is, I think he's rewriting the playbook for, if you want to be an outsider and come in and do this WWE Mm. stuff, he's taking the Bad Bunny playbook and, you know, ripping that to shreds. And to be willing to put yourself in that spot with somebody like Ricochet, who, you know, can go for days and days and days, by the way. Um, my goodness, and that spot was awesome. Yeah, the, the it it it's just. I mean, when he first came along, I'm like, okay, that you know, but he's he's another one who's doing what Bad Bunny did. He's taking it seriously. He's putting in the work, mm-hmm. and you also have him taking the promotion of it seriously because when he's on his podcast, he's talking about it quite a bit, and he's getting celebrities from WWE on quite a bit on his show. You know, he's had Triple H on. He's had people like that on. Just had Cody um, on the other day. So he, who, pardon me? Just had Cody on the other day. Right. So he understands the give and take. It's not all about what can I take from you. It's what can I give back as well. And I think that's where a lot of these celebrities maybe have fallen short in the past and why, you know, us died in the wool wrestling fans don't like it when, you whippersnapper outsiders come in and, you know. To be fair, um, Logan Paul protects kayfabe more than Chris Jericho does nowadays. You're not wrong. It's... I mean, I can understand why Logan Paul wants to live in a fantasy world. You know, I, I get it. So... Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't, couldn't we all do that? Um, we're going we're, we're gonna to move on to the question that I dare say Patrick is going to have the most fun with. This, this one's kind of a, a Patrick special because of the way I worded it. And it, it's a great place to kind of uh, tie up all the ends of our discussion about the, the Rumble festivities. Um, Brian, you boy, got his wish of two Royal Rumble matches largely devoid of returning legends. 
It's it, it's a great day in America, ladies and gentlemen. He should feel blank about that. Who would like to wade into the waters and, you know, let me, you know, let me have my moment in the sun? Me, damn it. See, I'm not even going to let you cut to me at this point. I'm not letting KD go first. I'm not letting Isaac go first. I'm editing this show as we're going along. I don't even know what they've said. I don't even know what shenanigans is going to follow what I'm about to say. But, dear best friend, I have been waiting to rip you seven new assholes on this one all night. How should Brian feel because the men's and women's rumbles were devoid of surprise entrants and legends and yada da yada da yada da? Ashamed of himself. Embarrassed. Borderline turn in your wrestling fan card. And here's why. Brian, just metaphorically speaking, became the Grinch. He stole Christmas from us. Because boys and girls, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't the whole point of the Royal Rumble the surprise? The, oh my God, I can't believe they brought this person back. Oh my God, it was so cool seeing them. Blah, 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 blah. No, Brian didn't want that. Brian wanted to give everybody an equal shot. Yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and trot out a bunch of jobbers that we have no reason needing to see. There's no reason that we need to have fucking Otis. In the damn Rumble, he's just another fat guy. He adds nothing to it. We couldn't bring in a legend to replace some of these guys. No, 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 no. We have to give Otis a run at it. We didn't even get Mustafa Ali in the damn thing. But guess what, damn it? We got Otis. The simple fact that there were no legends, shouldn't be a crowning achievement for Brian Allen wishes Krigo. No, it should be an indictment for the simple fact that the surprise is what has made the Royal Rumble the Royal Rumble for the past God knows how long. And I'm sorry, this is kind of pissing me off because this Literally, we're previewing the freaking Rumble. We refer to it as Wrestling Christmas number one. And we got no Christmas presents. Brian sitting on the top of Grinch Mountain, listening to all the who's going boo-hoo, not even having enough crumb, crumbs for their, for their mouses. But brian gets what he wants well brian i'm glad you get what you got what you want and i'm and guess what i'm glad that we got that because you got what you wanted the rest of us got two royal rumbles that were boring as shit we had cody coming in at number 30 and winning it like i said earlier predictable and Rhea going wire to wire at least that was cool at least we got a couple of surprises 
from there, you know, Michelle McCool sitting in the crowd, but no surprises from the men's rumble. Brock, I'm sorry, but I don't know how you can be excited about this, how you can think that you got your wish. You might have got your wish. The rest of us got fucked. I'm sorry, but that's the, that is the real truth of the whole thing. With all due respect, dear best friend, you are the minority in this, not the rest of us. You should be disappointed because the rest of us got coal for Christmas. Not Michael Cole, like charcoal. We got coal for Christmas. You got to be Eric Cartman getting everything that you wanted and everybody else is miserable. So does that make Isaac or KD Kenny? That's my real question. I guess that would make me butters. Oh, I think we'd all like to know, first of all, how you think you should feel about that. How I, 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 I tell you how I should feel about that. I got it right here on this index card. Yeah. I should feel justified. Uh. You know what? What did I say? For three weeks, gang, I said, man, look at all this talent we have. Look at this roster. Look at all these people. And there they were. Um, I'm sorry, before you go on, I've got a school to teach you right now. I think you'll find that's closer to vindication. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. I only said justified. Vindication would be both Royal Rumble match. matches were bangers because of what they did. Okay, I suppose. Okay. <laughs> and I don't, I mean, the men's men's Rumble came closer to being a banger than the women's did. I think we can both agree, or we can all agree about that. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I, I can generally say that. I read I and I heard in a lot of the reaction that the women's Royal Rumble was devoid of storytelling. It was just women coming out. Yeah. And a spot here and, a, and, and some chain wrestling there and an elimination here. There was really no through line other than what damage control was trying to do. Iowa Sky, Dakota Kai, and Bailey. Um, we didn't even see James Ellsworth. Thank Is God it even the women's match about James Ellsworth? Um, I do and like I'm going to also take a moment to apologize to everybody because the night of the Rumble, I got on our Wrestling with Egos show chat on Messenger. And I said, hey, gang, no spoilers because I'll be starting late. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Yeah, I queued yes. it up and I said, oh, my God, it's Piper Niven. And KD was the one that said, hey, you jerk, you said no spoilers. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I didn't even got there. I'm very happy to see the return of Piper Niven. I'm very happy that she is in better health. Um, mm -hmm. I would love to see what she can do with the, you know, she's gang. If you don't know about Piper Niven, you need to make that your homework and, and pull up some. Uh, was she in progress? I think I saw her in TNA first. Oh, I think I originally saw, you know, in that world of sport. Because. I thought that was NXT UK. Well, she was in NXT UK. Yeah, Watch her there. Yeah. But there's also some stuff on the network on Peacock. 
I can't remember if it's ICW or it's Progress, but it's one of those two because she's she's a Brit. She's from the UK. Um, watch her stuff over there because she is a badass in the ring. Yeah. When when there's not a silly character involved or when she's not somebody's lackey and all that kind of stuff. Um, she's Nia Jax with a bit more spring in a step. A lot more spring in a step. There you go. Um, you got to slink you up a butt, basically. And and KD, you know, thank you for bringing up vindication versus justification. I, I, I would say vindicated if we got brilliant storytelling throughout both Rumbles. Okay. We did with the men, with Gunther, and then with um, the unfortunate, you know, the the, the 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 time for Kofi saves has come and gone, <laughs> I think. Yeah, that was, that was one thing I brought up. I was like, one thing I didn't want to see. The only thing I said I didn't want to see in the Rumble at the end of last week's, I think it was. The only thing I didn't want to see was a Kofi not getting eliminated spot. You and and you were right to say that. So I will I will give you your flowers for that. Um, and I got Liv Morgan, um, being like second in the women's one. Or did I say third? Yeah, you know, did. I think. Yeah, and and the final two were not because who did Rhea eliminate finally? Was it Liv? It was Liv and yeah. Rhea. Yeah, at the end. Okay. While she was holding up to the top row. But, you know, with, with the women, except for uh, Spooky Asuka. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And Damage Control, and, and, and Liv Morgan being your Iron Woman, there really were not mm. a lot of stories being told. Because you did not get hardly any of my NXT people were there. You know. You had no J.C. Jane and, and Gigi Dolan. You did not have uh, you did not have um, uh, who else wasn't there. You did not have Mako Satomura. You did not have Alba Fire. Tegan Knox was there. She did a good showing. Yeah. Zoe Stark was in. Yeah, she was awesome. I didn't see much of her. Roxanne uh, Perez. Um, shout out to yeah. her. She's her thing. Yes, so I didn't. We got to give her some props. She yeah, looked good. And I, I, I mean. Let's not forget as well, Michelle McCall just there uh, chilling with her kids. Makes completely logical sense that she didn't realize she was in the rumble. <laughs> she went out there and <laughs> to be fair, though, not many people could get up from sitting there ringside like that. Do a John Cena I'm and do so up well. That. I'm going to have the rest of you fill in the blank, but then I want to circle back to Michelle McCool for a minute. Um, yeah. Isaac, fill in the blank. How should I feel about getting my wish? I, you should feel like, you should feel like you won the Rumble, the way you feel, the way you feel, you know, because there's a lot of things. I'm going to WrestleMania. (laughs) I'm going to WrestleMania. (laughs) Make sure you point. Oh, I I got a point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Um, Hello. Like, where Hello. Hello. Um, <coughs> you should feel. Um, me personally, I would. I wish it would have been different. Um, I wish you know you could have had a little more people show up. I understand the reason why, but still, it's still not, you know, my point of view. But again, in this case, my opinion don't really mean much. I you really, know who's chopping at the bit. JBL, I mean, I thought JBL was going to be in it. Because uh-huh. it was, uh, yeah, I really thought that Beth Phoenix was gonna 
going to be the one to throw Rhea out after she already came out earlier and hit her with the spear. And I thought she was going to be in the rumble. I was wrong about that as well. Um, so I'm so I'm batting a thousand. I'm getting things wrong. I'm getting <laughs> right. That's all I'm I saying. I feel yeah. like they might do that at Elimination Chamber. They might settle that Judgment Day versus Edge and Beth there. I got a feeling we'll mm. go there too. But there's going to be something that's going to lead up to WrestleMania with Edge. Um, and somebody, and I don't know if Beth is going to be involved in it because Rhea's got her title shot thing, you know. I would love, I've heard rumors about Brood Edge versus Demon Finn. I would love that for so many reasons, which I don't have time to list right now, but we'll talk about that if it becomes a reality. But you know, I, I don't know how you do given, I've just been handed a news item. There's somebody chopping at the bit to tell me how I should feel about oh. the fact that I got my wish. And we're going to cut to Patrick right now because he oh. really wants to tell me how I should feel. And I have a feeling he's not going to hold back. Over to you, Patrick. Over to Patrick in the chopper. <laughs> High above the skies of <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> KD, how mm. should I feel about the fact that I got my wish? Uh, I, I'm, I'm sure you're expecting me to make a joke here, but I wouldn't do that. This is serious. I'm going to say exactly how you should feel because you should feel good about it. You should especially, you should feel sexually gratified is what I think. And I think oh. you do, to be honest. <laughs> I could see you messing with that belt before you came out. Looking a bit too hard at that post with the rock. Okay. Well, you know, this is what happens when you try to be inclusive and welcoming and they they just they they take your they they take your dreams and and, and they 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 grind them into a fine powder and and use it to yeah. coat their chicken breast with. Um You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> um circling back to Michelle McCool for a minute. Mm. Do any of you have a problem with the fact that Michelle McCool actual ring time in the Royal Rumble was something north of 13 minutes? And she had yeah. some eliminations on top of that, I think. Chelsea Green is done <laughs> in like two seconds, setting the funny. record for the quickest Rumble elimination for a woman. Well, she's in the record books. That's like being in the record books with Santino Morella when he getting to the rumble and then one second later was was literally thrown over the top rope by by Kane. That's not the record you want. We all know that. Payday's a payday. Chelsea was coming back. She should have gotten a little bit more shine and getting a little bit more, you know, somebody should have, you know, let her stay in the rumble just a little bit more, just to establish her character. And just established that she's coming back. She got a little fire on her. But they didn't allow that to happen. Michelle McCool, you could argue for the fact that it's Undertaker's wife. She can pretty much do whatever the damn hell she wants to do. Mm -hmm. And two, I, I, for, I don't have a problem with Michelle being in there for that long, but. Throwing people out? No, I don't that? have a problem with that either because yeah. it's not like she's throwing out Bailey and, you know. Uh, a lot of them were fodder to be thrown out, really. Becky yeah. Lynch and people like that, you know. 
I'm just saying that in that case, you know, she is a former women's champion. We gotta, and we have to, we have to sit here and solidify her on that because she, she is women's or just divas. She matter. was a divas champion. Doesn't matter. She was a champion. Yes. Doesn't matter when it was. Period. And the story. She give her some, give her some, put some, as as baby would say, put some damn respect on her name. Yeah. When it comes to that stink. The only it, way. Women's champion. Period. Right. Boom. The only way I'm okay with the Chelsea Green spot is if. She's coming back, and she's fine with the comedic spot because you really don't yeah. have a woman anywhere mm-hmm. other than maybe Wendy Chu in NXT who occupies a comedic, you know, the way you've got Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy in NX, or in uh, AEW and, and, that, and that sort of thing. Mm. Um, <laughs> but... So if, if if she's fine with that, I guess I'm okay with that. But that also discounts all the work she's been putting in because she's worked very hard over the past, like, decade to, like, make a name for herself because she was in TNA. Yes. I don't know, I've just heard her name a few times. I didn't really, really see much of her. She's married to Matt Cardona, yes? Yeah. Uh, Okay, She's riding, riding. and I know the two of them have done, like, great intergender stuff, and they've done, you know, she figured a little bit in when Matt Cardona went to GCW and took the title off of Nick Gage or something like that. Mm-hmm. I know she had something to do with it. So yeah. to say that she doesn't have a mind for the business is is not accurate. Um, I mean, you, you, remember, though, you don't have to be winning matches or win all your matches straight away to make some kind of name for yourself or a reasonable name as well, you know, be have a good storyline and stuff, you know. That's true. I mean, we're still Apparently, talking about Santino Morella after yeah. all these years, and we're still talking about James Ellsworth for crying out loud after all these years. Um, there, um, she's supposed to be doing there's this. There's a cabin. space for it, I guess, is what I'm saying. I don't. Yeah. I, I just don't know, like, I, if I were her, would I be happy with that space that I'm occupying? Have you heard the character she's supposed to be um, going to from that? No. Is she supposed to be doing this kind of like Karen um, style character, you know, um, like uh, complaining about everything kind of thing, you know, and like they're using that in the story at least kind of thing. It's setting up something going forward. Okay. So there's which a bit say, of force what you're in saying it. is don't overreact to one spot. Well, yeah, I guess. But at the same time, over because you know, it's we, fun. We let we we let Sammy marinate and look what's happened. You know, let's yeah. let's see what Chelsea Green can do. Um, I think we should all have a lot more trust in the stories like that, though, since Triple H. I definitely have a lot more trust in Triple H and his um, storytelling and booking than I do with um, Tony Khan's. Totally. Yeah, I mean, we're probably going to be examining AEW more closely now that we've got some time. Mm. It seems like AEW now is more of the moments company. Mm-hmm. Whereas WWE is telling the long, drawn-out, coherent stories. Um, True. You know, but while we're on the topic of AEW really quick, my goodness, Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen from the other night. Oh, Ooh, lordy. 
That's great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you. Mm-hmm. It, I, just when I think Joe is ready, or it's probably about at the point where he should hang it up, he has a match like that. Yeah. Because I've thought that before. Like, the end of his last NXT run, I thought, wow, he's he looks a lot different and a lot more winded than I ever remember him and stuff like that. Um, but blessed be the power game. <laughs> it's It's just... And and Darby Allen is He's crazy. I've never seen a wrestler like him. Little dead boy, little dead boy. It and 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 I can't even draw a parallel with him and Jeff Hardy anymore because Darby Allen is not anywhere near calculated as Jeff Hardy was. No, uh, Jeff Hardy at least went into these things with a plan to a certain point. <laughs> Darby Allen just seems like to make it up as he goes along, and I know he's not, but. The bump so probably like the bump the stuff he's willing to do and it must be because he's like goes into it like because they say that you know if you get in a car crash or you throw like into something in like with speed or something the best thing to do is like go limp and just let your kind of body go with it so whether it's him being so chilled with some of the bumps he's doing like getting during that Samoa Joe match when he got just chucked over the um the uh stairway uh barrier not barrier, sorry, the handrail. Like, just that, when he got thrown into the concrete steps, that looked so painful. There was loads of bits, like... Probably uh, right. He's probably taught himself, okay, here's the best way to avoid something yeah. serious when I'm doing this. Mm-hmm. So, anything else that either of you would like to uh, pour on before we ease our way on up out of here? As far as the rumble goes, or as far as what we have to look forward to, or as far as any other things that we may have overlooked. Very, just very surprised that they brought back the Iggy award-winning Nia Jax. Mm-hmm. That was probably the one shocker for me. Yeah. I, I saw that happening in all honesty, but I still, when it happened, I was like, oh, God, it's, ugh. <laughs> Like she is dangerous. She is just a dangerous lady. She she injured the guys, let alone the women, man. Yeah, I I don't. I guess I get why. But at the same time, I would sit her down and have a serious conversation with her about. I know you're a powerhouse. I I understand this. We've got to work safer. Yeah, maybe try not to kill people in the future or We've, something. And, and we can make all the jokes we want about everything that's gone down in the past and stuff like that, but it's a business investment, isn't it? it, it it's, mm. you know, if I'm going to put you in the ring with somebody like a Dakota Kai or somebody like a Candice LeRae, I got to know that you're going to work safe. And Nia does not have that kind of a reputation. Here's a question. Nia Jax, Naomi, although probably not Naomi now, because you'd have thought she was going to return to the Rumble, but didn't. Uh, so more likely, Nia Jax, bloodline. Well, well, we'll see what happens. You know, I know that Triple H probably pulled her to, to, pulled her to the side and talked to her about making sure that she was being safe before she got down there. That's why she was... So that's why she came in at number 30. And she really didn't, you know, 
go in it with anybody except for the fact that everyone was throwing her butt out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So actually, I'm, Katie, now that you bring up her in the bloodline, that's actually a good place for her. Hmm. Because she's already shown that she can get physical with the guys. And anybody now, who knows how much longer the bloodline is going to be for the company? Because yeah, yeah. I don't know if beyond Mania, like what's going to happen. Because I've theorized before, Roman has earned himself some time off. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like, if he comes back at SummerSlam or in the fall, what it's going to look like. You know, does everybody just kind of go back off their separate ways again? Do we establish Solo Sokoa as a, as a single star or whatever? And, you know, do you we know, let I, the Usos go back to just being a tag team and all that? I reckon it will go like, I could totally see it going forward with just the Usos and um, Solo Sokoa for a bit. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. And that's one of the things we love doing on this show is reading the tea leaves and saying, okay, now that this has happened, what else is going to happen down the road? And we are so glad that you have joined us on the road to WrestleMania. We are so glad that you have watched us fill in the blank. We hope we did a bang up job of filling in those blanks. Um, If you want to fill in your own blanks, go ahead, comment on. Yes, leave us a comment, uh, tweet us uh, at WrestlingXEgos on Twitter, email the show WrestlingWithEgos at gmail.com. Let us know if we're off base or if we're right on, bang on the bananas, they say. Um, As they all say, they all say that. Well, to thank Patrick for all of his grateful insight and wisdom as to everything Mm. that he shared with us this evening. Uh, Patrick will return live and in living color with us uh, next week. He is traveling for work, and uh, that's why he could not join us uh, this evening. But he uh, graciously interspersed his uh, reactions to our fill-in-the-blank questions uh, on his spare time. So we thank him for that. So for everyone associated... I didn't... You could have told me that. Well, you know. Oh. Um, I know. Magic of television, ladies and gentlemen. Um, So for everyone associated with the show, uh, for Patrick, for KD, for Isaac, for all of our loved ones, we want to say thank you for the support, thank you for the views and the downloads, and thank you for your feedback. Join us next week when uh, the Four Horsemen will be back in power. And until we meet again, this has been Wrestling With Egos, and this is why we love pro wrestling. <laughs> what I do? <laughs>